0: Welcome to Not Safe for Lockdown, a podcast about life as a PhD student in lockdown. I'm Jessica. I'm Georgia. And today we have a uh, a voice note from our friend of the show, George Odysseus.
1: So I'm not sure what day it is. I mean, I know that it's a Monday, but I have no idea how many days we've been in lockdown. Maybe four or five weeks. It's strange. It's... I think I'm both okay with it in the sense that I've never been a structured person and so it hasn't caused too much disruption to the way I work with the PhD, but I have found myself trying to create a structure, I try to do, I've downloaded an exercise app and I try to do the morning exercises and the evening exercises. I try not to drink before I've done the evening exercises around seven o'clock but weekends that is becoming increasingly difficult I've got quite a lot of books I'm lucky to have quite a lot of books and quite a big house and quite a nice garden so I'm okay but last week um, I had a family bereavement from the virus and that is a little bit strange it doesn't quite feel real but then again nothing about this situation really feels all that real and it just it it just feels like one very long day it's very strange
0: So thanks George for um, your lovely message and obviously our thoughts are with you um, and your family on that recent bereavement that you had. I think a lot of people are experiencing a sense of grief. It might not just be grief of family members. I think a lot of people are grieving for, you know, a sense of loss in their life. So it's good to um, extend solidarity to everyone and all of our listeners. In that uh, clip george talks a lot about losing sense of time how have you felt about this georgia
2: i have just felt it so profoundly um it's been it's been really really strange just how time goes how it blurs into this very undifferentiated mass it just makes you realize how much one would mark the passage of time by where you were geographically and because you're in the same place geographically pretty much all the time the number of times I've had a conversation with Andy where I'll say something like oh well yesterday you said this and he'll say that was four or five days ago (laughs) Um, uh, has definitely really increased and then even within the individual days I just find they they go by very quickly without anything seem to have happened
0: the the it's every every sort of um, marker of time, hours uh, and days, and, and then eventually weeks. I will have I will t- I will email someone saying I'll get that to you by Friday, thinking, oh, I've got five weeks, and it, it will be Friday afternoon, and I don't know what I've done my weeks, and then I realised yesterday I think it was the twenty third of March when Boris created the official lockdown, and to think. Uh, that that that's quite a decent chunk of time since then, yeah. and it feels like it hasn't dragged. But it also feels like I can't remember what life was like outside of lockdown.
2: Yeah. I um I had this conversation with Anne two days ago, and it what she said really resonated with me. I hadn't realised that this is what I was thinking, but this is exactly how I felt. It's felt this whole time like these days weeks and months don't count they don't count so i've sort of been mentally discounting them these aren't real days weeks months of course they are and i do need to get real with them and start to understand them as something real you know that they're tangible
0: days that you need to take into account they're not i think when everyone went into this it'd be like oh it's just a blip we'll get through it but this is reality
2: yes and it's it's very strange because it's it's very hard to make myself feel like it's time that counts even though it is you know it is days ticking away and we are you know at this point we're halfway through may which means that in two weeks we'll be halfway not wait no That <laughs> there some bad maths we may have to edit that out but like we're <laughs> almost in june which is halfway through the year
0: we've seen almost a whole season
2: yeah. It, yeah, we would have seen a
0: season in lockdown, basically. We would have lost spring, which, to be fair, I don't really like spring. Yeah, but, spring's you know. the worst
2: season. But, it, you know, just because you're not allowed to go in, outside in it doesn't mean you don't still get the full whack of pollen in your face.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think everyone was so naive about it. And that is why time ceased to be of any importance until your birthday comes around <laughs> and yeah. you're like oh shit <laughs>
2: yeah yeah I was definitely really naive about what this was going to be and what it was going to be like and I you know, I look back on yeah the couple of months ago and I'm like well this probably isn't going to be that bad I don't even know how necessary it's going to be it'll definitely be over by April good lord
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's what is interesting now and like I'm not i like i am political but i try not to bring it too much but looking at how other countries you know who, we, who we're kind of in tandem with so let's think about i mark time by how many deaths we've had that is now my marker of like every week looking at because that's the only way that you can kind of had a bit of hope maybe has been seeing cases and deaths go down not saying i'm interested in death but you know you can manage time by looking at the changes otherwise you just think that you're going to be in this set of limbo forever So figures have been quite good for me in terms of like seeing change. When I look at the number of deaths in France on a daily basis now, who are meant to be a week behind us, or ahead of us, sorry, and our daily deaths, it is shocking how many deaths that we are still accumulating each day. And that that when I realised that we're going at a much slower rate in reducing the deaths in France, that I was like, we could be in this situation for like months. And I like was like right. You have got to get a grip on this. Like you can't just let time whittle away so quickly. So yeah, diary entries have been good for that sort of thing.
2: Mm. I feel like I'm at the point of having had that thought, but not at the point of being able to translate the thought into action. In a in a way, like I know that I do need to start managing managing the process of it better, and I'm. I feel like in the last couple of weeks I have turned a corner a little bit. Recently me and you talked about this kind of percentage idea that we've always operated on, this kind of like an idealised percentage at which we operate. Um, For me, I've never really aimed for being more than 80% efficient with the knowledge that I can go higher than 80 when it's crunch time. Exactly. Um, But like I would say that I have at this point spent seven weeks at perhaps 20 percent effectiveness and then in the last week or so I've managed to find kind of a 50 (laughs) percent
0: it it fluctuates a lot I feel like I was at I was at 40 to 50 when we started because I was like it's only going to be a few weeks and then I got some feedback on some work which was like quite a stinger so I went up to ramped up to like 70 80 which was good for me and then I was like I want a holiday so I've been taking some days off which I'm going to take a few more days off I think but um, I think having our deadline for our panels so every year we have our annual review so we've been having I've got my, my I forced my supervisors to give me a deadline and that can be quite fear inducing and that's a big deal in lockdown is to have a deadline but it has been quite useful in terms of passing of time markers of time.
2: Yeah I think a deadline would actually really help me Uh, maybe I should talk to my supervisors about that because as it is I'm quite uh, like I'm sort of dabbling on quite a few things I've got two chapters that I'm sort of very occasionally opening up and typing forwards into and then (laughs) closing down I'm sort of vaguely working on an article I've been working on some kind of side project-y bits Um, but I'm not doing anything with commitment which is I know to be my most effective way of working is when I hyper focus if I just pick one thing and go at it, and then
0: just do
2: it. I'll do a good job but it's b- because I can't prioritize my tasks properly because of my disorganized brain <laughs> I uh, haven't been able to do that
0: it's funny what you were saying um about every week you feel like you turn a corner I definitely feel like every week I emotionally definitely get a bit better in terms of, like, managing this whole shit show?
2: I uh, don't know if that's necessarily been my experience. Like, I think I'm more able to ignore how terrible I'm feeling now, but I don't think I'm necessarily feeling any less terrible. Like I I said, I went on a walk with my friend, uh, which was really, really great, but... I just suddenly like a lot of tears that I had just been holding in for the sake of having a sane home life were just coming out. It's it's
0: it's so hard not to cry in public places. I did it the other day on the phone. I was like, I'm gonna cry, and my friend was like, just Don't cry, don't cry. Um, but it's 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 yeah, it's a whole it's a whole gamut of things that make you cry in this moment. And I think it's okay to cry.
2: Oh yeah, it, it, I hope so. Cause, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course, you know I'm still in the position of not having been, you know, directly affected by it. You know, going back to to George's message to have that kind of direct impact is a is quite a different feeling, I imagine, from you know just the kind of woe is me feelings that I'm having a lot of.
0: Yeah, and this my I think be oh, living with my mum and dad. My mum keeps on saying, "You're not the only one in this situation," and I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." Like with about the birthday thing, she kept on being like, "You know, loads of people are doing this." I was like, "Yeah, but loads of people don't know where their fucking
2: parents."
0: <laughs> but you know, everyone's got their gripe, isn't it? As we keep on saying,
2: yeah, and it's and it's okay. I think like there's definitely got to be a balance between keeping it in perspective and realizing you know i mean this is useful for life like you you do have to keep perspective and realize that there are people who are having it much worse than you but you do also need to allow the room for your feelings and your your sadness and your disappointment and your anger there needs to be places for that to go you don't it doesn't opt you out of having feelings just because someone else is has it worse than you yeah
0: and i think also what gives me a bit of a booster and like I just think that nothing is ever gonna be as bad as this situation Like, I honestly yeah. think anything out of this be like, I don't give a shit I spent eight weeks in prison <laughs> you know what I mean
2: yeah like it's certainly I mean what a privilege for us to be able to say that this has been the worst time of our entire lives exactly, exactly. but
0: God, sound awful.
2: but well you know different people have different experiences it's. We've talked before about how there are obviously people that we know who this is either doesn't represent much of a change to their business as usual, or they kind of prefer it, and you know, they're good for them. I'm happy for them.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And um if there's also one thing that has taught me is that like I don't need to go into uni every day.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm starting to realise this. I can.
2: I. I mean, I can't relate, but...
0: No, I mean, I, I still will be going yeah. to university, but I often used to think that if I couldn't, it would be like the end of the world.
2: Yeah, Yeah. like, I certainly am not as effective when I work from home, but I can do it in a pinch. Uh, and this yeah. is a hell of a pinch.
0: And I think it, like, as George said, like, in terms of structure, there's not that much change. It's just the time. And Mass Observation, their next directive, is going to be about time, so I think... It's an interesting thing to be thinking about at this moment. Oh yeah! Is how we change our relationship with time.
2: I need to uh, reopen my email from mass observation and uh, see what they need. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I keep on being like, "That's what I'll do tomorrow," and then the sun comes out, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll do it again. Do it when it's the raining. <laughs>
2: Garden time. Well,
0: yeah, exactly.
2: I yeah. It's been just the uh, the announcement on Monday that it's sort of okay to go to the park and actually like sit down and uh, and you know you won't get moved on anymore. It's been a real blessing for me with no access to other types of outside space. Cool.
0: What What frustrates me about this announcement is that there were two things that were already happening in London. People were, one, already meeting up with friends two metre distance. If you go to any public park in London, you will find people sitting on benches and having picnics with people at two metre distance. That was not new. Um, the second announcement was that you can go out for more than one outing a day. In London, people are going out for several outings a day. Um... It's a myth that people weren't... Um, and people were taking two forms of exercise. I know my family, for instance, like, my mum would go for a morning run and then she'd do her afternoon stroll. But at least it's good to know, that you know, like you say, you won't get moved on if you're having a picnic in Alex Park, which is heavily pleased already. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I you know, I was also doing... Like, going for a run and also going to the shops in the same day and stuff. Like, because whether or not they were sensible guidelines it's certainly questionable whether they were any kind of enforceable guidelines
0: exactly exactly so you might have just been legalizing things that were
2: already happening
0: yes (laughs) so thank you georgia for recording with us today Um, and
2: thank you jess
0: and thank you george as well for your thoughtful voice note and thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to us this week Um, and tune in hopefully next week for another recording of Not Safe for Lockdown Bye
2: Bye bye. Not Safe for Publication is a podcast by and for the research students of the Faculty of Humanities at the University of Manchester If you want to get in touch with us you can reach us on Twitter at NSFPPodcast or you can email us at nsfppodcast at gmail.com. Our intro and outro music is Hat the Jazz by Twin Musicom.